Welcome to DBT 17. Today's focus is on self-soothing and everyday acceptance and grounding yourself. And I want to start this, this episode with the lyrics from a song by a band called Joy Drop from the 90s. And the song is called Beautiful Like You. If I was beautiful like you, oh, the things I would do. Those not so blessed would be crying out murder, and I would just laugh and get away with it too, like you do. If I was beautiful like you, I would never be at fault. I'd walk in the rain between the raindrops, bringing traffic to a halt. But that will never be. That will never, never be. Because I'm not beautiful like you. I'm beautiful like me. If I was beautiful like you, I'd be quick to assume they'd do anything to please me. Why not? I see their reaction when you walk into the room. But that will never be. That will never, never be. Because I'm not beautiful like you. I'm beautiful like me. If I was beautiful like you, I would have so many friends, all fighting for my time to be next in line. So if I hurt one, I wouldn't have to make amends. But that will never be. That will never, never be. Because I'm not beautiful like you. I'm beautiful like me. I'm not beautiful like you. I'm beautiful like me. I think that's such a beautiful song because it shows that she's letting go of the anger. She's letting go of comparing herself to others. She stopped focusing on other people and what they get away with and how their behavior affects people. And she's focusing on loving herself and taking, taking care of herself. And she's learning to put herself first. That's just a really beautiful song. Um, I encourage you to go find it on YouTube or Amazon Music or uh, any any uh, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to music. Go look for Joy Drop, J-O-Y-D-R-O-P, and the song is Beautiful Like You. Okay, today I want to talk about self-soothing and grounding yourself and everyday acceptance and to start I want to talk about willing hands I briefly mentioned this previously but I didn't go into detail so willing hands is the opposite of clenching your fists Uh, think about somebody who's meditating they they turn their palms upward they relax their fingers out and you could rest your hands on your lap just try it right now if you're not driving (laughs) Um, just put your hands resting on your lap with the top of your hands on the top of your thighs, have your palms up, wiggle your fingers a little bit and just relax your fingers. So we know that the opposite of everyday acceptance, radical acceptance and accepting reality, the opposite of that is anger. And that's because we're thinking something is unfair or something is as it should not be. 
Um, and anger, anger drives us to want to change reality. It drives us to want to solve problems. It drives us to want to overcome whatever is in front of us. Um, and you know, at times that is, that is an appropriate response. It's, uh, the intensity is equal to the situation. So there is balance, but other times, um, that anger takes control and it makes us act out in behaviors that we're trying to avoid and change with DBT tools. And that in turn causes suffering for us. So just like the song lyrics I just read, you know, if I was beautiful like you, I would have so many friends all fighting for my time to be next in line. So if I hurt one, I wouldn't have to make amends. She's calling this person out for being a terrible friend, for being a bad person. She wants, in her head, she's probably thinking, I want justice, I'm, I'm angry. I'm angry with you. But then she turns it around and says, you know, I would never be beautiful like you because I'm beautiful like me. And that's a willingness and an acceptance that that person is who they are and I am who I am. And I'm not going to let that person ruin who I am. So um, you can try this exercise. Um, you know, just put your put the backs of your hands on the tops of your thighs. Open your fingers. Wiggle them a little bit. And think about a conflict that you had recently with somebody. And it it's a conflict that made you very angry. And you might notice those feelings of anger return on some level as you think about it. And you move your hands into the willing hands position on your lap. And just take a breath. And you might notice that that anger dissipates a little bit. Because you have more of an open posture. More of an open accepting posture. And... Uh, that tends to diffuse the anger a little bit. So definitely practice willing hands every day. Do it while you practice your breathing. You know, while you're feeling good, practice, practice, practice. Think about something that made you mad a year ago or two weeks ago. Think about it briefly. Then do your breathing and do willing hands and just train yourself to dissipate the anger. And then when you truly do become angry in the moment, if you remember to do willing hands, you could do this at work under your desk. You could do it anywhere. Um, just sit down and put your hands like that and just take a couple deep breaths. You'll notice that if you practice this while you're feeling fairly good and you're just imagining anger, it will be much more effective when you really, really need it. Okay, self-soothing. That's what the SS stands for. Um, so self-soothing is having a mindful connection with all of your senses. It's mindfulness. And in DBT, everything is all about mindfulness. Every tool you want to practice with mindfulness. So we will revisit mindfulness quite often. So sight, that's one of your senses, right? 
You want to notice everything around you. You want to notice the details. You want to look at pictures or look at photos of yourself or look at art or draw something. Um, anything that involves your eyes. You want to see people, see your pets, see your favorite possessions. Um, be mindful of what is attracting you visually. What kind of things do your eyes automatically magnetize to? Um, see the beauty in ordinary things in your surroundings as well. Things that you normally take for granted, that you don't really look at. Like maybe there's a tree outside the window and you've seen it every day and at this point you just don't really notice it. You know it's there but you don't really pay attention. Zero in on it. Pay attention to it. Look at every leaf, every branch, every design in the bark. Really look. Look at the, the texture on the wall in front of you. Look at the grain of the wood on your desk or your table. Really zero in on something that you normally would take for granted and find the beauty, find the patterns. Look with your eyes and narrate to yourself what you see. Um, the next is sound, our hearing, our auditory sense. Listen to sounds that are comforting or notice complete silence. Concentrate on music, white noise, the sound of a washing machine, the sound of the traffic, the sound of a dishwasher. Um, when you're listening to music, isolate and focus on each instrument or the voice and the lyrics with, with intention. So you want to close your eyes, be still, and hear everything that's going on in your environment. Like right now, I can hear the ticking of the clock. I can hear a really white hum of white noise coming from my computer. And I can hear my dog breathing, who's laying across the room. And I also can hear how quiet my house is right now. So close your eyes, listen for what's around you, and narrate that to yourself. Then we want to use our sense of smell. Spray on your favorite perfume. Nothing feels better than smelling your favorite perfume or cologne. And take a nice deep breath in through your nose and smell it after you spray it. Just <sighs> One of my favorites was always Obsession by Calvin Klein. I, I remember... Uh, being at the mall and some, some man would walk by wearing that and I would literally stop, close my eyes and just, <sighs> it smells so good. Um, so perfume or cologne for sure. You might smell your laundry. How cool is that? That's, that's another one of my favorites. When you pull the laundry out of the dryer and it's still kind of warm and you're folding it, it smells amazing. Um, you could use incense or scented candles. You could put a lotion on your hands that you like the smell of and just put your hands close to your face and smell the lotion. Um, deeply inhale the smells of cooking or baking. Um, 
your food before you eat it or without eating it. Um, and also notice the absence of smells. Maybe you smell nothing and maybe that's nice, you know? So take a deep breath of fresh air and describe what you smell. Then you want to look at your taste, your sense of taste. Um, Take a small bite of food or chew some gum, eat a piece of candy, but do it with your full attention. Pretend it's going to be the last time you'll ever, ever be able to eat something and you want to savor every millisecond of the experience. You want to talk, narrate to yourself about the texture, the taste, the temperature, the smell of it even. Smell it before you put it in your mouth. And then hold it in your mouth and describe all of the complex flavors that come together for you. And the sense of touch. Touch and pet an animal. This lowers blood pressure and releases oxytocin in your body. Um, use dear man to ask for a hug or a massage from someone that you trust. You could rub and stroke your own neck or body. Just lightly run your hands up and down your arms like a self-hug. You could um, get your fingers entangled in your hair and give yourself a scalp massage. You could put oils or lotions on your skin. Wear comfortable clothing or get under a soft blanket or a weighted blanket. And just mindfully notice what your body is in connection with. And think about what brings you pleasure, what feels safe, comforting, what's your happy place in terms of touch. And we have multi-sensory, so you want to integrate all of your senses into a mindful and rich experience. Um, Make a special dinner with nice dishes. Uh, Set the table very pretty. Get out some candles. Play some nice music. Um, You could spend time outside focusing on all of your senses and deciding which of your senses you want to pay the most attention to for your total experience. You can go to a movie with um, all the sounds and the, the visuals while you're also noticing the smells of popcorn and how comfortable the chair is that you're sitting in. So you can experience each sense individually. But the idea here is to create like a holistic sensory experience. And notice how each sense can complement the other in this total experience of combining all the senses. And last but not least, we have mind sense. So engaging in those parts of your mental life that bring you relaxation and happiness. This could be affirmations, meditations, daydreams, fantasies, fond, happy memories, thinking about one of the happiest days of your life, imagining what the happiest day of your life might look like, um, and just letting your mind wander and become creative. That's another beautiful sense to engage in. Okay. And last but not least, again, I apologize. On the back of this worksheet, there's one more, and I can't believe I forgot this one. (laughs) Spiritual sense. 
Your spiritual sense is an individually defined sense of connection to your higher power, spirit, or nature. Um, this one is less tangible than the others, but it can create peace, serenity, a sense of safety and well-being. So self-soothing with a spiritual sense is through mindful reflections, prayers, rituals, and contemplations. And let's take a really quick break and I'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, I am back. So we're moving on to willingness. So I talked about willing hands, and now let's think about where your mind needs to go when you're practicing willing hands. You want to practice willingness. Willingness versus willfulness. It's the opposite of willfulness. So when you're stuck in a situation and you're not sure what to do, you could think about using willingness instead of being stubborn and just go with the flow. Um, remember the phrase where there's a will, there's a way. Um, our shortcomings come from a lack of willpower. So when I say, like on my website, it says... Um, my goal is to help you to overcome what's been holding you back. And it's you that's been holding you back. Our thought processes can often hold us back. Um, our lack of willpower, our lack of motivation, that's one way we hold ourselves back and anchor ourselves in our dysfunction. So realizing that where there's a will, there's a way, it really helps us to kind of cut the chains off that anchor and find some direction to move into. And that requires some willingness on your part. So willingness is the opposite of what DBT teaches. Sometimes we need to exert our will, but often willingness is more effective. With willfulness, we're limiting ourselves to the available options. With willingness, options to reach goals and solve problems seem to open up better through our own ability to be creative and flexible. So where there is willingness, there's a way. And this works because willingness aligns you with the reality of the situation rather than pitting yourself against reality, which causes suffering. So fighting reality... Um, generally does not create any kind of an effective outcome. Um, think about a time you've been in a power struggle with somebody and how ineffective it was for, for all parties involved. <clears throat> you know, in the blame game, nobody wins. You're in a power struggle. 
You're trying to prove that you're right and you're correct and the other person's wrong, while the other person is trying to prove that they are right, they are correct, and you are wrong. And it's a never-ending circle where really nobody wins. And you're both being willful and not being not being willing at all. You're not engaging in willingness. So meeting other people in situations where they are based on facts and not emotion instead of where we wish they would be or the situation we wish it would be different instead of meeting it in that fantasy land of where we think it should be or where we wish somebody would be we meet them where they are and we meet the situation as it is and this parallels radical acceptance and everyday acceptance Um, willingness is also it also fits with effectiveness in the mindfulness module so you check your priorities goals and values to help find your willingness when you're faced with a problem and you're stuck in willfulness ask yourself what you're willing to do are you willing to end your suffering are you willing to solve the problem your problem not somebody else's problem and are you willing to create a satisfying life so you will find over time if you practice willingness um, this will allow you to be more peaceful more mindful and effective more effective so I hope that you'll give willingness a try and I'm going to jump over to um, Everyday acceptance. Let me find that really quick. I just had it. All right, let's take one more break while I look for that. Okay, and back. So everyday acceptance is the abbreviation EA. And this is adopting and accepting, having an adopting and accepting attitude every day. And that will change your life. You're going to stop being so willful and stubborn and thinking that you're always right and you know everything. It's time to humble yourself and have a willingness to listen, a willingness to observe and stay in wise mind with non-judgmental stance, okay? Um, So radical acceptance, we use that to deal with the painful and difficult to accept situations. Um, Everyday acceptance is the practice of radical acceptance when life gets difficult. Everyday acceptance sounds like this. You might have to wait in a long line at Disneyland to ride Pirates of the Caribbean, but you accept that because that's just how it is if you're at Disneyland. Um, somebody that you care about who's close to you is in a shitty mood. It is what it is, you know, they're in a shitty mood, what can you do? Um, your pizza is 30 minutes late, and frustrating as it is, you have to accept the reality that that's what's happening. Um, maybe a friend cancels plans on you 
and yeah it's frustrating but you have your assertiveness skills and you could you know make your needs make your needs known and say oh I'm bummed out that you canceled I wish we could have gone but I understand I'm sure you have something going on and uh, maybe next time we can do it thanks for letting me know that you had to cancel um maybe you run out of paper towels I know for me that's very frustrating um but when I when I run out of paper towels and I'm trying to clean the kitchen I use a lot of paper towels <laughs> just makes my life easier so when I see that I'm out of paper towels my shoulders will slump and I'll go oh and then I'll grab a kitchen towel and I'll use that and um, it just adds to my laundry but you know what I'm out of paper towels I accept it so that's what I have to do um, the weather doesn't fit your plans. Maybe you wanted to go to the beach and there's lightning and thunder and rainstorms at the beach. It is what it is. You just have to accept it. Um, maybe somebody cuts you off in traffic. You're going to use your DBT skills and say, well, um, maybe, maybe they had an emergency situation. Or maybe um, they haven't learned how to slow down and drive normal like the rest of us and they probably get a lot of tickets oh well there they go they're gone um maybe you step in some gum you know it's, it's annoying it's frustrating then you have to get the gum off your shoe but uh you don't freak out you don't flip out you accept the fact that you just stepped in some gum um your toddler might be acting like a toddler running around screaming, getting into everything, um, having a hard time potty training. Maybe they pooped on the floor and they're like, look, mama, I pooped. Um, that's a toddler being a toddler and we accept it because that's just how life goes, right? Um, the gas prices have gone up and we have to fill up our gas tank. Frustrating? Yes. Um, enraging yeah um it, it kind of is however it is what it is and and we could use dialectical thinking on all of this for everyday acceptance i know i said the word but but we should use the word and gas prices have gone up and there's nothing i can do about that and i need to fill it up and go to work so oh well i'll just have to work overtime get a second job to pay for the gas maybe uh, your significant other forgot to pick up what you asked for at the store that's nothing to come unglued over frustrating yes but you can accept the fact that it happened right so this is everyday acceptance and um, that goes along with willingness and willing hands and we're going to end today on grounding yourself or GY um, grounding exercise bring you back into the here and now so that you're not in your head and you can uh, pay attention on purpose to the current moment that you're in and be mindful so this helps us when we're drifting away from the present moment when we struggle with dissociation when we're feeling like everything is unreal or when anxiety, PTSD starts kicking in, um, 
leaving reality is a survival tool that we've always used, right? And you leave reality when it's too painful for you to bear. At the same time, leaving reality is not very effective when you're stressed out. Um, and it's not like imminent danger, psychologically or physically. It's not really helpful to check out like that. Um, it's good to develop the useful coping skill of grounding yourself. And grounding yourself requires using all five senses, like I talked about. Um, you want to use sensation skills from um, the acronym ACCEPTS. Practice the variations of sensations. Breathe slowly and deeply and count your breaths. Get up and stretch and feel your body move. And repeat the mantra, this is now and not then. This is now and not then. Because it's highly likely that you are experiencing a flashback surge of emotions or memories or something else that is not really happening in the moment that reminds you of something else. Uh, but it is a different situation, likely with a different person. So you have to remind yourself, this is now, not then. So think of some other ways that you can ground yourself. You might imagine an anchor that's tied to your feet and you're sitting on the floor and the anchor is pulling you out of the clouds and back into the here and now moment. When we start to float away, we want to anchor ourselves and ground ourselves back into the moment. And if it's a painful, uncomfortable emotion, use our skills and use some willingness. Use that willing hand. And remember, you're beautiful like you. Thank you for tuning in today.